Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Going to be looking at the bounty from Manga Quest 1 from 2019. But first, you guys got to know that our videos are brought to you by the comic books that we make. And on the stands right now, I have Red Room Trigger Warnings and Red Room the Antisocial Network trade paperbacks in stores today. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each of these books contains four self-contained stories plus 70 pages of additional material. Get them while they're hot. Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness out on the stands as we speak, chronicling the entire saga of the Incredible Hulk. It's going to be getting that Treasury Edition format in early 2023. Put in your pre-orders today. And Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive trade paperback has received a new printing as it and is in stores now. Get it while it's hot. Support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Buy our books. And Jibby, it's no secret at this point, going to be heading to Tokyo, man. So the very last weekend in uh, November, I'm going to be at Tokyo Comic Con with uh, Uncle Jeff Darrow. We're sharing a table. He said that he's done about uh, more than 10 drawings that he's going to be selling out there. I'm going to have prints and and uh, we'll be ready to put the signature on uh, whatever you bring out there. But that's just the business that's at hand while I'm out there. You know I'm going to be on that manga hunt. And this is the fruits of, uh, of the last round, Jim. Uh, I did a stream with all of this uh, material when I got back, but we never you never interacted with this stuff. And I thought we should go through some of these things. Some of these books have yielded episodes. For instance, this issue of Popeye magazine is very, very important because it covers a lot of Western comics, which is fun. So you get to see some uh, <laughs> some cosplay, That's as they call fun. it now, with some Japanese wow. peeps. I love how brightly colored these things are. I wish they would do a Marvel movie where like this is what the the, the color palette looks like. This is a fa famous uh, wrestler, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's Ricky Dozen or somebody no. like that. Like it's some other cat. Uh, the important part about this issue of Popeye magazine is uh, you get Katsuhiro Otomo doing Black Panther right there. I think some of this might be come from American books like that might be a weird Michael Golden or something but you have a Ryu Ichi Ikigami Captain America in here somewhere wow right there so that's a that's a fun thing it's so strange to see them next to each other like yeah the American counterpart and he looks Japanese there uh, but there's a lot of cool stuff in here also like for those who don't know man uh, Nike sneakers man it comes from a shoe from Japan called the Tiger yeah, I got tigers when I was there. Yeah. $2, you know, $2 wrestling manga. We're looking at a Mil Mascaris one with uh, the Funk Brothers. You showed off some of these when in one of the earliest, uh, what do you call it, man, show and tells that we did. Yeah, wrestling uh, box of gimmicks, I think, if somebody wants to go back and find that video. I think they've done at least 15 volumes of this series. Dude, uh, most of them featuring that's one, one, one guy. That's cool. That's absolutely Luthez. Yeah. He wrestled, I think his last match was in Japan at like age 74, and his uh, his artificial hip did not hold up well. Rest in peace, Antonio Inoki. Yeah, so I grabbed a couple of the uh, Shonen Sundays, which uh, is the Shogakin uh, res wrestling comics. And I got a couple other joints, man. I got the I got the jump ones also. I just want to mention like in this one, because you, you get these kind of cameos, I believe this is the Destroyer. Yeah. So if you ever see like that Blondie shirt with the X-Mask wrestler, yeah. that's him. Yeah, sure. 
Got this one at Book Off, man. Just an issue of 14 by Kazuo uh, Umizu, who was mentioned in the uh, Peter Chung shoot interview as being like one of his Whoa. his favorite mangaka and it's on a strength of this guy right here that's amazing that i scooped this thing up i don't know if it's gotten an american translation yet but i'd be very curious to read this thing that is incredible looking i love the one the the two color the black and red yeah it's don't not like that, that throughout much, but it's, still it's not like that throughout you know how it goes this but looks great just a fever dream of a comic this is the the cartoonist who did drifting classroom and uh cat-eyed boy which mm -hmm. i think is getting a new reprint deluxe uh, edition from viz comics that uh is showing up as targeted advertising on my facebook of course but uh peter chung's one of peter chung's favorite mangaka and uh you could see why yeah great great horror mang mangaka uh, so jimmy like beam comics like this is this is the dude who uh is the like chris ware dan Klaus. isn't that funny kind of inspired guy it's not Okay, you can see it, like, this kind of shit. Yes. Um, Beam Comics, we heard yeah. about it recently on our on our shoot with Peach Momoko talking about Bambi. Yes. It's published by Beam. Do you know much about Beam Comics? Are they kind of like a young, hip... They are the... Fant I, said it, I said it on the Peach thing, man. They are the fantagraphics of uh, Japanese comics. Uh, it's the same deal where it's like, we're going to put your comic out, you're going to make a royalty, we're not paying you a dime up front, like, you know, you, you will make money based on what you sell... But it's the most kind of avant-garde, um, left of center kind of kind of comics that that come out. Of makes there. me uh, makes me want to go home and look at the spines on my manga now. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of the most interesting stuff is is Beam Comics, and it's not the last Beam comic that we're going to look at. Be okay, like this one for interest. Uh, my homeboy, I think. Uh, no, I don't think my boy Ta Takahito uh, drew this one, but another Beam comic that was kind of interesting what happened was we booked time in this little office space and i was kicking it with the publisher of beam comics and about five six mangaka who have fresh books out at the at the time and they were laying things out telling us about the the business model of of how um that kind of comics works and it sounded very similar to our kind and in fact these comics they, they don't sell at the biggest numbers either because they don't have that um that weekly support these go straight to graphic novels. I think I think wow. they I think they do. Like maybe maybe not all. Super wild stuff. What would happen is <laughs> I would have guys put shit into my hand. Like sure. it's like you know what I'm into. I'm telling you what I'm into. I'm showing you the stuff that I'm fucking with. This isn't King Terry, right? I don't think so. Look at that. It's very Gary Panterish. Yeah, it feels like it's in that vein. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see a lot of manga that looks like this. This is another two color of the red and black. It is full full on. It's very attractive. Kind of makes me want to do a red and black comic now. Yeah. Yeah, you know where we would see this would be like Bazooka Joe. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. real. Or yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, here's the pink of the skin and here's like the red of uh, the shirt. <laughs> Scatological. Very important. Right. We did a whole big video on Otomo books. So whenever whenever I see a new Otomo that I don't have, I think you bought brought this one back with from your travel. Yes, I have that one. So it's like, fuck, I I I need to get my hands on that. I was there without the benefit of a translator or somebody, you know, any any guides, and I would just go to these shops at night and just go through like shelves and shelves and shelves of manga, and I would find like a Otomo section where yeah. it'd be like a whole horizontal, you know, whole there, shelf full of it and just pull stuff off and grab it. 
because uh, like I said, the, the prices are so much different than here. You know, like yeah. a book like that here is 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, easy. And there I probably paid $5. A Domo's getting expensive. Uh, the the D Domo, you will not find a Domo for less than 40 bucks, even at the volume that was published. Uh, but there are the complete books that are coming out right now. And there's one coming out December 2nd. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, layouts and key artwork and backgrounds or something of, uh, of Akira. And he, I guess he does the, the, a lot of the key artwork and layouts. So that's going to be the book. It's a 70, you know, it's like 7,700 uh, yen, around 60 something bucks at this point. But uh, it comes out December 2nd. And I am going to leave and not come home until I fucking have that book. Like that's the one book that I, that I must get my hands on. I know we've talked about that off air. And and I'm very curious to hear the report on finding it. Like, it has to be in every major, like every manga shop, right? A book like that comes out. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I my my closest connections are the dudes at Mandarake, but Mandarake is arbitrage. It's it's old it's old rope that they're selling. No new stuff, man. So I don't have a direct connect in a in a proper shop. But I know where a couple proper shops are in Shibuya. I'll hit them up, see what's up. And and worst comes to worst, I'll hit up Aki and say, dude. I gotta get this thing, yeah. man. Man Ben, we love Man Ben, and Naoki Arasawa straight from the horse's mouth. Frederick Schott was like, Naoki Arasawa is the Osama Tezuka of modern day. So I grabbed volume one of a bunch of his his series, the ones that really haven't come here yet. There's a Billy Bat in here somewhere. So Yawara, I think she's like a tennis pro or judo master. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this one looks judo-ish. Yes. And it's, you know, 20-something volumes of this. You know, however many volumes of this. Happy. Yeah. And these are very early works. I haven't seen them translated in, in America. Okay, she's the tennis pro. And it makes yeah, you... Yeah, Hernandez-style uh, brother's skirt. Yeah. It <laughs> makes you wonder, like, on top of just being prolific... How do you learn about being a tennis pro and being a judo master and then monster is a brain surgeon? I agree. I'm very curious. I just information I, to try to glean when you're out there talking to editors. I you know what? I think best. the editors actually do some of that. They I forget do. who was telling us they that. Do. It might have been Frederick Shaw. Yeah. Um, it it was. would be a thing that they would assist manga code. You know, they're basically catch-alls, right? Yeah. Like you're producing this work we needed on deadline. What do you need from me, the editor? What can I do? And I've and I've uh, heard situations while I was out there of um of the editors like going to museums and taking pictures of like you know um fine art and weird columns and stuff that could find their way into uh into uh the the comics Kaze Shinobu is a, is a uh is a revelation that uh I had while I was out there I, I knew his work from uh heavy metal there's a there's a strip this strip is printed in heavy metal and uh i you know i have that issue but getting hold of these collections mm. you see that julier type shit look at this eyeball man every one of these pages we could stop at but look at this like i, I don't even know what to call that it's foreshortening sort of but not really just such a distorted drawing it's really cool just wild out Great of control. Images. Look at that shit, dude. Yeah, that's really awesome. An apprentice of Gona Guy and, and helped him out on a lot of uh, Mazinger, Devilman, that type of material. But then when he sh when he came into his own, 
you know, this is the crown jewel. And we, and we have we have a video going through this thing, man. And of course, the, the quintessential Kaze Shinobu piece is when our boy goes mm. out into outer space and comes thrusting <laughs> down, comes thrusting down, 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 page after page after page, busting through like a Buddha statue, going through this stuff is so strong graphically that that like starburst panel close-up of eyes of his mm. look at that man going through the earth pushing forward <laughs> and then cracking the earth like a like a gobstopper bro he does so much great visuals i'm surprised this has not been translated i know because man. the visuals are so spectacular it feels like it'd be easy to sell this as an action comic absolutely here. absolutely just far out shit man far out shit Little weird toy magazines. Love that. That that show off, you know. If you grew up as like a Kanuki Man muscle fan, these things are great. Yeah. Wrestling toys. Like the history Look of wrestling that, toys. Dude. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher. I think these are the first wrestling toys ever created. Like this Dory Funk was in that one Mandaraki for like a lot of money. Wow. Harley Race. It's all heels too. Look, Stan Hansen. I don't know who that dude is. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Hogan. That Hogan's hilarious. With like gold paint. Antonio Inoki. I have so many questions about this stuff. Yeah, Andre the Giant. With the with the with the grapes. Wonder if that thing's bigger. It's not that big. No. Nah. Yeah, it's about the size. Is that Bob Backlund? <laughs> that can't so be right. Lame. He doesn't go to Japan, does he? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's funny though. Either you know, way. You Look know, at the shoelace paintings too. Like what a little detail. It would be a pain in the ass. You know something? Uh, if you re-listen to the sh- to the um, Peach shoot interview, there's a part where. Where um like you guys could talk to me about like business stuff like if you if you need somebody to ask and when he when yo translates it back to Peach, uh, I'm Edosan, and that like that's how people say my name and you'll be able to figure out the, how they say your name because I heard the Jim and I think it's like Jimbo San or something like that. I wonder like how these licenses work for like the wrestlers. Yeah, that's something that goes through the wrestling companies and that's factored into like okay we're gonna pay you these Sunny large amounts. Wow. That's a really nice book. Like yeah. to have generations of wrestlers represented in there as toys, pretty cool. Yeah, this is our generation. My, my little brother was able to get these joints. Yeah, I remember those figures. AWA figures. That's what that is, huh? I think these things are worth like the Remco joints. Yeah, the the AWA figure Road Warriors I always see for like several hundred dollars now, and it's like I used to see those things for like five bucks in the in the toy store and wanted no parts of them. Yeah, so stupid on my part. <laughs> Vader, wow. Yeah, it runs the gamut. This is a cool catalog. Runs the gamut. But I do wonder, you know, like the licensing of these kinds of likenesses. Because, I mean, they talk about, like, Hogan leaving AWA and having issues with Vern Gagne over that. Right. Some kind of Shigeru Mizuki uh, collection. Uh, Something like this somebody put in my hand and and just, like, gave me as a gift. Not too sure what all that one's about, but there will be an important Shigeru Mizuki that's going to come... Uh, underway. Scoop this one up. If you remember Nakano Broadway Mall, there is on the top floor, like the third floor, there is a bookstore that is just like weird, perverse, occultish kind of books. And they had some manga. And it would be the most hardcore of stuff. So this comes from there. Which I thought was just very, very rigorous in its treatment. I like that there was no real um, uh, screen tones. Mm-hmm. And and we get to a strip where there's lots of screen tone, but uh, just 
very, very attractive raw. and it's kind of it looks like the reproduction's a little bit rough yeah that's neat so there's that uh there's this one that i see people showing this off on instagram so it must have some cult cult status but this was in that weird bookstore just Man, that reminds me of like Langriff and Doctor Peculiar. Those yeah. first couple of pages. Yeah. Heck, even a couple of those pages. It's that very old wow. school. Like, like this is very old manga. Like, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's from even the '60s or something. Did you pick this up on your own or somebody? I did. Handed to you? Yeah, yeah, this no, is I a good find because I would see it a lot. And and um, like I said, there are people who are showing it off like to this day on Instagram. It'll show up on my Explore page. I can see why. I really like the drawings in it, and it's just peculiar looking. Yeah. Look at that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, wild shit, man. So that was in that weird store. And this was also in that weird store that, uh, you know, if a catalog, somebody somebody put this in my hand. Just sent me home with some shit. Just a bunch of cool, fucked up images. All right, man. This is a Beam comic, man. This Mickey uh, Yamamoto her stuff is it it feels like cartooning of of our stripe you know like it's it's almost like a Jules Pfeiffer uh Harvey Kurtzman kind of style she has um a lot of translated editions like in France and stuff and I think she is working to try to get some stuff together with American uh, publishers. Makes total sense. I see shades of things like some European people, even some early Paul Pope, like the yeah. uh, Ballad of Dr. Richardson or something, some of that. Great drawing, and I can see why the Europeans would like it. It feels like cartooning. It looks like she's drawn with different tools than most of the manga books. It's true. And speaking of different tools, here's here's a crazy one. Another homeboy from, from uh, there you see it right there, man, Beam, Beam Comics. Uh, this dude, Takahito... Rizumi, he uh, inks with um, just a chopstick. That's chopstick inking? Yeah. Wow. And literally like the chopstick that you, you know, eat your sushi with. You know whose line that reminds me of is Andy Watson. Yeah. That's really neat. It's, it's graphic too. Like if you'd have told me it's a chalk or a pencil or something, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Chopstick. Wow. Like how do you get to that? Yeah, just trying to get that organic wobbly trying to show people something they haven't seen yeah there's also elements of matsumoto that i see in that work because like he's a guy that seems to switch tools and styles and line and stuff from book to book and i feel like there's some of his stuff that has that textured like line this is a distinct book off purchase i didn't know that ricky o was a manga i just know it from like the brutal movies and uh there's that section in book off where it's the 100 yen section, you know? Fucking 100 yen, that's... Yeah, it's a dollar. It's less than a dollar now. Yeah. And yeah, this, this very attractive cover, and man, it already looks amazing. There is some key imagery here, man. Dudes killing dudes on, on like, elephant back. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great-looking series. There's a good one. True brutality. The shit that we dig. Look at that wow. shit, dude. Look at that shit. Yeah, man. But check that shit out, dude. Yeah. Merkin' dudes off freaking elephant back. I love that stuff. Yeah, Ricky, that's a good find. You Rick, pull this off of just you saw Ricky Yo and we're and I was like, oh shit! Like yeah. I know I know the movie. It's so hardcore. Look at that dude just fucking up an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shit ripping the dude's face off. 
and and like why is this not translated you know oh, it looks like a total cousin to fist of the north star it does Haratetsuo type type work it is curious and i wonder if like the um i mean there's, there's lots of violent manga but it you know in my mind like this feels like oh yeah this is a Wednesday. This makes sense, but yeah. I guess that's a lot of group that maybe doesn't buy manga. So. Check this out, dude. Man, gets it gets the arms like the blob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna bite it real in a real cool way. We should we should have that pay off. Oof! Puts a rock in his face and then jabs his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Such cool imagery. It looks great. Is this a long series? It is. Know? Yeah, there's a bu there's a bunch of volumes for sure. Like after I got this one, I started to see them all over the place. So, it's funny because like in my mind, you're pulling stuff out, and I go, "That's a great cover." And yeah. then I'm going, "Why is that a great cover? It's so simple." I think it's the color combo. Sure. Because what else is on there? Yeah. But it stands out like you know, in a table of looking at fifty of these books, like I feel like this one pops. I don't know the name of the mangaka, but uh, this is his most popular series. And I scooped it up because I wanted some more of his work in old Shonen Jumps. In fact, this is a Shonen Jump that I had as a kid that, that I lost through um, just just uh, moves and stuff. And when I saw it out there, it was exactly the same feeling as when rediscovering um, Wizard Comic, like a Wizard mm -hmm. Magazine that I haven't seen in a long time. And so I had this issue. I had to I had to scoop it back up to just like replace it, just for that like that nostalgia sake. Did you get that brain surge when you looked through it? Yeah, absolutely. Now this one may or may not have a chapter of a strip called Bakudon, which is the lesser known strip that that artist drew. That uh, is fucking incredible. Okay, so it's not in this volume, um, but. I'm going to be on a hunt for some Bakudon, you know? Don't kayfabe affect me. There's two Tankobons <laughs> of that. Uh, because there's already dudes out there with the kayfabe shirts on at Nakano Broadway Mall showing like, yo, Ed, look, I got that Popeye magazine. You know, like, like all that. <laughs> That's and, it's like, cool. and it's like, fuck, I wanted to pull that Popeye magazine for Jeff, you know? So I'm going to have to hunt for that. Uh, but there's two volumes of Bakudon. It's like a kickbox uh, comic. So I wanted to... Uh, get some more of that guy's art because I really kind of like the style. I think he was an assistant to Hara Tetsuo, the guy from Fist of the North Star for a yeah. while, and kind of came into his own. And this is from a... Uh, I forget exactly what the uh, genre is called. It was it was in you know, Shonen Jump, but um, it's like evil teens or something, like bad schoolboys. I, for, I forget the, the general like title of it, but these are like school kids that are assholes but then they become more disciplined and things i think i grabbed two volumes of that uh one of the early volumes and one of the late ones to kind of compare and contrast you know what's the, really uh, neat on, on this video and i didn't think about it ahead of time is just seeing all the covers next to each other yeah and seeing what pops like when you talk to book designers they talk about that laying yeah. out book covers and sort of like seeing what they respond to totally. and what stands out i'm that dude whenever i go to uh whenever i have a book that needs uh designed like i'll go to the barnes noble and just just fuck off for a while and just see like okay what's working what's 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 making me pick up these these books uh speaking of Haratetsuo, there was this book called cyber blue that has several volumes maybe five six i, I saw out there but luke check this shit out dude that's that's your title page 
right? Once again, I, I mean, I guess the volume is too great to translate everything, and probably some of these creators don't want to translate it, but wow. Yeah. I mean, the rigor on those pages, the detail, the sci-fi character designs, like, that seems like it would sell, right? Yeah, and if I'm not it's mistaken, incredible. if I'm not mistaken, Jeez. this is 100% Hera Tetsuo, where Fist of the North Star is written by Bo Ronson. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is his voice, and I would love to see exactly how his voice translates to uh, the comic page. There's something to be said about this size as well. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, blow this stuff up. I like to see the art as big as I can, but the density of that is just incredible. It yes. really is kind of, uh, you know, for creating a world, you could do a lot worse. So 300 yen would be two bucks. Somebody put this in my hand. It was, uh, the, you know, there's an anthology or there's a comic about everything. This is literally a bunch of stories that include smoking. There is a comic about everything. There, there Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But the reason that I have it is um, somebody put it in my hand because it has an Inio Asano story that uh, that isn't translated anywhere else. That would be this right here. And Inio Asano is one of the guys from uh, Man Ben, who I, who, whose work I responded to the most. So, Any chance of meeting him? You know, we almost made that shit happen. But schedules, man. These mangaka. They don't have time, but check out that for cool imagery. Yeah, it's good. We did a, like a week's worth of videos. I forget if it was one video or like different videos over time. Or we looked at like Spider-Man ones, and we included uh, Spider-Man manga. And this is the first volume of the Ryoichi Ikigami Spider-Man manga, which has very little Spider-Man in it. You know, these comics, they, they're shrink-wrapped when, when you buy them. So it's like, oh, I'll get the origin. I'll see what the origin looks like. That decompressed storytelling, my man, like, this origin might be this complete volume because, as you notice, you ain't seeing no fucking Spider-Man in this shit. Not much. That's a shame, too, because those that's little glimpses cool. are, are good-looking. Yeah. You need to find the volume that's all Spider-Man action. Yeah. Grab that one. Yeah, it's cool that some of this stuff has been been brought over to English. The other cool piece is to see what very early Ryoichi Ikigami artwork looks like because it's some very real different. Standouts. Yeah, it, very different, but also some real standouts. Like there have been some great panels as you flip through that. Yeah. Some great page layouts. And I mean, like some of this stuff, like there was a crowd scene at night there, backlit by cars. Wow. My one homeboy hooked, hooked this up because. He knew that, that I was into wild shit, so he just threw this my way. I thought it was kind of cool. That's about as wild as you're going to get within this context. Yeah. Like, from the stuff we flipped through today, that feels like the furthest out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, I think this is a Mondorake catalog. There was an art show out there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I th I wow. I think this is... Uh, Takashi Sensei's uh, the Afro Samurai dude. I think that's his his wife's. Uh, this is his wife's favorite uh, manga. Man, look at the cartooning. That's not what I expected from that cover. It looks so sparse. Yeah, yeah, very dense, huh? It's got that primitive energy. I feel like I've seen some of this. I bet you this is in one of those. Um, man, I feel like I've seen this in something. You know, there's a couple Maybe it's of, those, of like, Comics weird... Underground. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's oh like two goodness. or three of those. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that part. A couple of those anthologies of like some of the stranger, more alternative manga, and I think it might be in one of those. Now you can't unsee it. No, thank you for that. 
this dude was real funny. He had he had some of my comics. He had uh, Takashi's comics, and he had a couple Rufus Dayglo like Tank Girl comics, and uh, wanted all his stuff signed in, and he like signed these to us. I like the marker he's using. Yeah. Yeah, I held that that one up for the uh, K audience. <laughs> And it's got that urban flavor, you know, like I just saw a black flag shirt. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he was he was down with the hip hop family tree shit for sure. Another Takahito piece with the chopstick inking. Very neat looking. Again, though, I don't know. Draw draw with a pencil. Right. You know, it's it's very close. And then you don't have to dip it in ink. Yeah. A lot of discipline there. I guess maybe the uh, the struggle of drawing with the chopstick is part of the sparse, like make those lines count. Yeah. I don't remember, like you know, something like this would be put in my hand, so I don't, I don't know. But it looks great. Yeah, Gakiga. Yeah. Kind of style. Nice drawing. That lady biting her fingernails was a really nice drawing. Those rooftops look great too. Is this a the show? Sh the shadow on there, very nice. I wonder if it's more than one artist. Yeah. <laughs> the author photo. <laughs> so impressive the fact that like this stuff doesn't we don't even have knowledge of this yeah it really illustrates just the richness of that publishing industry man there were some pieces in here that are just spectacular this was something that i was on the hunt for based on this dude uh, uh tsune who uh is an amazing graphic designer amazing artist like when we were at nakano broadway we went to no less than three places that were it had artwork that he kind of contributed to from doing graphic design for like Bandai robot toys, like doing the box to like a fluorescent light tube art installation thing to just an illustration on the cover of something. Like the dude just a total Renaissance man. He's hooked up with Pun P and, and that rap label, but like check this shit out right there, dude. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool hard. as fuck, right? That's really awesome. And he was like, yeah, this is the one. He's like, you're not gonna find it in Japan. Like you're not gonna find it, it wasn't popular. Ooh. That face like melting off the skull. Yeah, it, nice. it feels it feels pre-code, right? And this is kind of like looks a, great. Yeah, it's like a Terminator. They're like Terminator sure. dogs. <laughs> yeah, check that shit, dude. I you think know, we, we're going we to laugh three. at that, but uh, that's our our world. <laughs> it's yeah, remember to those little ever. like Terminator horses? Oh man, that that can't fall. Right. Those dudes would just kick them as hard as they could. Yeah, there's too much gyroscope in them. Guess what? Machines don't forget. <laughs> Here's a killer one for you, Jimmy. You know what? Maybe I should even save this one for the for the, for the last Billy Bat. This I is, feel like this has been a murderer's row these last several. This is uh this is the yep. book that um Nirosawa would be working on during the tenure of Man Ben, and I think even in the newest season, like he wrapped it up. You know, he's on some new shit already. Yeah, I grabbed a bunch of this on Scanlation sites. Yeah, they said... This is my kind of... Like, I, I like this comic a lot uh -huh. for the meta elements of, like, the cartoonist and then some stuff in, the, in that world. Did it ultimately get a, a translation started? Because they, they said that it will probably never happen because the cartoonist is supposed to, like, live in America, but it's, like, 
it that's ain't America. Yeah, that's what I always heard is that it's it's kind of too weird. For, yeah. Or, or, you know, some whoever the gatekeepers are feel it's too weird. But who knows? He's great. You know, like you could see him having like a complete library printing or something at some point in the next couple of decades. Yeah. And you could tell that this Irasawa is way different than the Yowara and Happy. Yeah. You know, he, this guy has leveled up significantly. Dude, it's almost the, the they live kind of face. Yeah, it is. Yeah, these are great. Couple more pieces. Popcorn is the American uh, reprints in Japanese. And it's interesting to see the stuff that, that gets uh, the translation. Yeah, is that... Frank Robbins or something, maybe? Some Japanese mixed with this? Or is that yeah. some other, like, non-Japanese comics folded in? Yeah, it looks pretty Japanese. Yeah, it does. This is the this is the kind of blend. yeah this is the kind of comics that you could imagine you could do like twenty pages in a week, some of that shit. But this is uh, how how must the American comics be received in the middle of this package? Because right. probably sixty seventy percent of what you showed there. Japanese. Wow, look at that cover. Yeah. Um, you know it's 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 still predominantly it looks like manga and Japanese creators. So I wonder like. Spider-Man just weird as hell if you're <laughs> right. like, picking this up. And it's definitely different than the Spider-Man that they have out yeah. there. For Where sure. he's like a denizen of hell. And and how do you even make sense of that right there? <laughs> I That makes sense. I feel like <laughs> the storytelling around it might be a little bit odd, but... Fun to see that, the purple ink, like, one-color line art. Yeah. That looks good. Well, George Tusca. Tusca. Uh, then you wow. get your manga in there. Cinderella Boy. And how? It's for the new millennium. What? Pretty sick, huh? Wow. John Romita Stan Lee. You know, the 70s joints with Falcon. Yeah. Maybe of... maybe contemporary for the time. Yeah, not too far off. A lot of, uh, a lot of the Marvel comics in this one. Good sample, too. Some Barry Smith. Yeah, it's interesting how this stuff just, it just doesn't get very far. Right. I think that comes down to story. Yeah, and, and the way that it's laid out in... I mean, the stories are lousy. We talk about yeah. know, the majority of that stuff. And, like, you're talking about really sophisticated stories for a lot of this manga, regardless of the age group. Yeah. I think this is a Mandarake uh, toy catalog or something. I think that's a big difference, the way they approach that... that I don't know, the idea of story. Giant Baba versus uh, Antonio Inoki, Shonen Sunday. That's a big one. Book. That's class. I mean, that's, that is Japanese wrestling history. Yeah, like, two, two rival factions. You know, Generation 2 or something. New Japan versus All Japan. It's NWA versus WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I was going through these, man, when Antonio Inoki passed. Mm. Just seeing like how people... How people communicate that, that jawline. Yeah. Pretty fun. So we knew little, about... Little Megaton Man jawline we, there, huh? We knew about these ones, but these were a revelation. The the jump versions. Yes. I had not seen these, and uh, it's... It, nobody's better suited for manga than Road Warriors. Yeah. Look at yes, that. Look at that it. Arthur photo. Absolutely. <laughs> Lean into it. 
Stan Hansen, mm-hmm. my favorite, wrestler, you know, Stan Hansen and uh, Bruiser Brody, like giving the lariat. Yeah. It looks like he's getting it as a receipt. Wow. Andre, Andre watching from a, from a distance. Super cool. There's a part where Hawk, <laughs> Hawk does the thing with his neck and gets the collar to fly off. I was it's so fun. I was showing this piece off uh, when I got back, and then uh, people started to tweet that they like they bought the whole set. Right. You know, I think there's about ten volumes. Oh, dude, that was even Precious Paul Ellering. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess he was out there with him. Look at that, dude. The ominous, impending Road Warriors coming to smash. The Gaijin are always heels. The ten volume set is it all Road Warriors or is uh-uh. it like that other series where it's different wrestlers? See, this is another mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, they each get their cup of coffee. And I don't know, like, I don't see, a, um, like, a MacGuffin character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm also not paying attention for that. I'm like, oh, look, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're selling. Harley Race? Looks like it, huh? Yeah. Man, I've been seeing Stan Hansen promos for some reason. It popped up in my feed. It's so <laughs> weird how this stuff shows up. And it's just him, like, eating tobacco and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Just dripping <laughs> on his chest. Look, the Freebirds, dude. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Yeah, how about that? Michael P.S. Hayes. That's great. That's a pretty good P.S. Hayes, even just the body language twisting around a little bit. Yeah, and just like dainty mm-hmm. with that chest hair and stuff. Yeah, he's the head's of first like pronounced chest hair of wrestlers that you notice. Look at him, just so kind of metrosexual. It's great to see how they interpret these characters because they're already caricatures right look at, look at old road warriors wow pre-makeups uh, yeah so harley race and hulk hogan were a team huh how about that <laughs> in this comic yeah i don't know you ever watch hogan japanese videos yes like he wrestles yeah yeah, absolutely. There was a tape that I would get Takes from Farmore. Takes bumps maybe a little bit. But, like, the Gaijin are always heels. Always. No matter what. No matter who they are. You know, Steiner brothers. Yeah, but they would have been, uh, fit in well there. Yeah, stiff. Yeah. Stiff workers. Brody just a god. Uh, dude, we're, we're gonna go see some wrestling out there, and I saw the poster, and there is one Gaijin guy, like, he's like a fatter dude, and he's got like a contact lens in one eye, so it's like the milky eye. I think he's a monster that comes through the crowd, I hope so. And I asked people like... It'd be fun to see. Like, like, do we buy our streamers and stuff ahead of time? And they're like, yeah, go to like Tokyo Hands, go buy your fucking party favors, so that you could throw that shit. I digress. For good reason. Takashi Okazaki, man, did this weird, like, a whole complete graphic novel for, like, uh, that, like, ramen noodle company. That, like, Nissan Samurai Noodles. Uh, but he was commissioned to do a whole deal. Strange. It's in English. Yeah. Love the format. Yeah. Even the cover, that's super cool. Yeah, very curious. You know, it's just a promo piece for some, like, cup noodles. That is ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Samurai noodles. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those weird ones that somebody put into my hand. Is like, oh, this is my favorite comic. Don't have much context beyond that. 
And what I'm looking for is like bombastic imagery. Absolutely. You know? And then you get to like a lot of build up for this right here. Yeah. Pretty fun, right? Very tight lines in this one. Like the little the, the subtle differences. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot less of the grays that we see in some of the other books. And some of that's probably paper related. Yeah. This is another one of those pieces that was in that weird porno that hardcore makes total store. sense. It feels format wise in line with at least one of those other ones. Yeah. I like this stuff too. This feels um outlawish. It feels a little bit like when I see like Americans that are influenced by certain manga doing stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I like the attention to the uh the figure work and stuff. Couple more to go. I even like the subtlety of, like, for cover, again, you know, mentioning covers, like, we haven't seen anything with this sort of green. Totally. If it, it looks like Rizograph or something. Mm -hmm. This is one of the dudes that was chilling uh, at the, uh, at the, um, Beam Comics Summit that we were a part of. Like, it looks like a whole anthology. It does. Oh, yeah, there's that Takahito that feels, dude is uh, in here. like Beam. Yeah. I'm not sure the context for this one. But the lettering is hand done, which is fascinating. I think this might be from like a rental manga reprint or something. Like super old. Yeah. Here we go. Some kind of Kinnikuman catalog. You went to an exhibit of this, right? Oh, yeah. Is that where you got this? I think so. It's neat to see it on like a glossy paper. It's all that crazy graphic design, man. We miss out on not having Kaniki Man in English. It's true. We, I mean, we just have the scanlations. This is that uh, that same lady who has the um, foreign editions from France and stuff. This is this is yeah. her first comic. Jimmy, when I when I put my uh, luggage together to leave, you couldn't fit a piece of type and paper inside that zipper, or else it would have busted. I was gonna say you got to take like um, medium sized luggage and not large luggage. Because what would that weigh, 150 pounds? You pack one of those large bags? They have these portable scales. Like, my buddy Aki had a portable scale like that you, like, lift, and it lets you know. Right. And, and I was playing, I was playing like, sure. uh, some kind of game to get each of those to 50 pounds. Let's go Raw Magazine. This is uh, that Sujay guy. Like, you recognize this. Mm -hmm. Right there, man, reprinted in raw several places. And this is just a giant. Yeah, Comics Journal reprinted, um, what's the screw style? Yeah. Is that his famous story? Just a gang of his work. I don't know if it's one continuous story, a bunch of different stuff, but this would have showed up in Garrow. Yeah. Uh, over a number of years. And, and Garrow was one of those places like, we're not paying you a dollar. Uh, we're giving you a place to publish. Be thankful. I think I have that uh, comics journal that reprints that one story and probably gives some context that we could look at on an episode if you wanted to. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But, you know, you just make mention, like, there's such a gift-giving culture. Like, you just mention a dude, and then this shows up, and mm -hmm. they're like, here, please take it. 
Yeah, Look at that. some of his stuff has been translated, as you mentioned, in Raw. Yeah. And and to add confusion, though, there are two right. Sujis. And thanks to uh, Uncle Fred Shot for telling us how to say that right. name. And here's what we'll... we'll Sweet we'll, book. Yeah. Interesting yeah. to see nice that package. format presentation. Totally. You know, like, obviously a revered guy. Yeah, yeah, you get the full the full treatment. So this this was the revelation. This was the book that I was like staring at a bunch while I was out there, man. Shigeru Mizuki, uh, he's got uh, he's got a hundred volumes of stuff. A lot of it is Kentaro, mm -hmm. Kentaro. Um, but on the outside label of this, there was a bootleg ass looking Superman, and in here he does not only a Superman comic. But he does a plastic man as well before he starts to do Kentaro. This is early in his career. It's exactly. I think even in the fifties. Yeah, the style you can see it's a very early. Wow. Boy, his water's really good. Yeah. Look at that alien dude. Perspective on that cooling stack. Yeah, that's neat. Best costume I saw this Halloween, somebody had made a uh jellyfish. Made it themselves. We saw him walk down the street in the daylight, and it was like, oh, that looks cool, streamers. Walking back, there was some light source under it. It looked just like the jellyfish at the zoo. That's so cool, It man. was good. Reminds me of that monster. But here wow. we go. Yeah, like with the S on the chest, man. Straight up. A lot of European influence on this. I would say so. Yeah, a real clear line. You know what it is? It's the 50s. They, they haven't established their language yet. Yeah, it's wild. Here's your plastic man. Are they licensed, do you think? I mean, the, the likenesses are really similar. Yeah, I mean, Woozy Winks is in here. Like, it's it's the whole deal. So I don't I don't know about that. Or if it's just like, ah, oh, they'll never find out. See, there's Woozy. Doesn't it feel so rough? Like, like this it could does. have been like a 2000-era a SPX comic? Yeah, yeah. I would accept, like, kids comic. Right. With the same deal where, like, you're copying your, your favorite Plastic Man, but you're 11 right. or 9. Yeah, it's two stories a piece. Like, it's one story each for the Plastic Man, one story for the uh, the Superman. So it was either a short-lived thing or... That's hilarious, getting rolled over with a steamroller. Yeah. Flattening him out. That's neat to see. It's fun of, to see him bent around in all these different forms. And and the fact that it's Shigeru Mizuki who who has his whole own, full own career, these guys have their little cup of coffee with like American stuff. It's another one of those without the screen tones. Yeah, yeah, that I really think it stands out. I don't think they existed at the time that, that this stuff was made. And you know, a nice companion piece to Bat Manga. Yeah, this is sharp. I don't remember seeing this when we looked at your uh, haul before. But it does make you wonder, like, did he get a, a, a grip of those comics and, you know, draw influence from them? Right. Because, like, Plastic Man, pretty good comic. Yeah. Jack Superman, Cole. I guess, very uh, iconic. Very popular. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And some of this looks like just like that rental manga, cheap, dashed out, quick, quickie shits, man. But he's got hundreds of volumes. Like, like this exact set, you know, like, with this with this graphic design treatment... It must have been 70, 80 books, like a whole a whole bookshelf. Uh, but there it is, man. That's the that's the, that's the bulk of the haul Amazing. from from Manga Quest One, twenty nineteen. Uh, two Saturdays from now, going for round two. You know, I hope to get some videos out there in Japan. 
I hope to get some shoot interviews and stuff like that. You know, got a little representation myself with uh, Japanese hip-hop family, Tree. Uh, I think there's, there's going to be a Tanko Bond, like a, like a Shonen Jump style collection with like all the hip-hop family trees, different color inks, all that kind of thing. It's not going to be out this year, but probably next year. This is, this is the best uh, printing of hip-hop family Isn't trees. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Edo-san. Um, but expect some things to 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 come from from this this next trip. Going to be out there for a month. Going to be out there with Jeff Darrow, so it's going to be like, oh, Jeff, put some shit in my hands, man. You know, he he's he's already sent me some real cool manga that that one arm samurai thing. Mm-hmm. The guy just died not too long ago. So that's where that's where we're at. There's the fruits of uh, the first one. I think I have. Well, I'm not going to say just in case if I still have to hunt for it, but. Kayfabers, if you have recommendations, uh, put something in the comments so that so that I have some good idea of uh, things to hunt down. You see the flavor of shit that I dig. So let's be fruitful with it, man. Good to go, Jimmy? Yeah, man. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's out there, dude. Street Angel Deadly Scroll Alive, back in print from Image Comics. Pick that one up next time you hit the comic shop. Also a good one for a gift this holiday season. Perfect for any age reader, including your adults in your life. Uh, Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness. This is in comic shops now as comic books. It will be in shops in early 2023 as a beautiful oversized fluorescent green treasury edition. But you got to pre-order that one now. Let wherever you buy books know you want a copy so that you don't run into some kind of weird printing problem. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my art, including a recent PDF collection of all of my freelance covers. Amazing, man. Red Room, the Antisocial Network, and Red Room Trigger Warnings are the book collections that are out there on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each of these books is completely self-contained and uh, it has four stories apiece, 70 plus pages of additional material in each book. Uh, get these at finer bookstores anywhere, Amazon, eBay, wherever, and I'm serializing new Red Room comics at my uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. And uh, new strips every Tuesday, more than 300 pages. Have a link to you in the description below where you can get your hands on all of that stuff. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out there, man. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, mugs, stickers, fanny packs, and more at our spread shop, also in the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more manga.